welcome to Disney Minus Reverse Rebirth, the cancerous growth hanging off of the regular Disney Minus posts podcast something where instead of beautiful imagery. Darn right. Where instead of uh, watching Disney movies, we are playing the video game. Well, I say playing. We are talking about the video game series, what has Final Fantasy and Disney. It's called Kingdom Hearts. My name is Steven. And I'm Kat. And I am still thoroughly appalled at the fashion choices in this game. Yeah, no, that never goes away. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I know. Okay, Kat, we have got a big one today. Uh, We ignored the timer last time so that we could start um, the stuff that happens tonight at the actual beginning of an episode instead of having like other Lion King stuff to talk about first, things like that. I tried to taunt you earlier today by saying, oh boy, I can't wait. Um, There is a section of this that I have a video that I'm going to send you, a straight up YouTube video that I'm just going to make you watch before we actually talk about it. Uh, All right. If we decide to ignore the timer and just cover all of what I took notes on, by the end of this, you will legitimately be uh, questioning whether or not Sora should even keep using the Keyblade. That is my promise to you. Huh. Yes. All right, I'm intrigued. I'm Steven. (laughs) 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 Anyway. Come over here and fart on Steven. (laughs) So, okay, so yeah, we can, if you want, we can still do the timer, um, and... And then just kind of see where we wind up. Basically, that way, once it does go off, if you want to keep going, if we've still got some left, then we can just sort of play it by ear and decide then. Um, so I will leave that up to you. Before we actually get started, do you remember what all we talked about last time? Uh, well, right now I'm staring at a picture of her fashion choices from the little... Trio whose names <laughs> I still don't remember. I can't be bothered to remember. Sora, Dolma, and Goofy? Um, no, the ones <laughs> with the really bad fashion choice. <laughs> yeah, no, Hainer. The one dude that has, like, the sweatband around his head and, like, a graffiti basketball jersey. Yeah, uh, that one's Pence. The other one is sure. Hainer. And the girl with them is Olette. And I'm going to forget that in about 20 minutes. Fair. So. Um, also saw some new cool Keyblades, uh, yeah. went back to Halloween Town, totally digging Sora's little Hot Topic Halloween costume. Yeah. Uh, saw that, we went to the Pride Lands again, and Pete just is all kinds of fucked up. Yeah, Pete's already bad, but then Lion Pete was not good. He's already a cat, you would think he would be, he would translate to lion fairly well, but, mm, nah. He looks like a warthog with a goiter problem. Yeah. Um... Sora had aspirations of thinking maybe they'll ask him to be the next king. No, uh, okay, they won't. Another keep fan for a questionable screenshot of Sora and Simba. A <laughs> ripoff of the Mufasa scene from the movie. Yeah, literally with He's just the same crazy. audio from the movie, too, which is hilarious. Right. And then we ended with, looks like, the a new staff, the Rising Dragon staff. Yes. <sighs> because that was... Mm, that was the prize. The in, yeah, that was a prize in um, the turn in a tournament that popped up over in Olympus Coliseum. The tournaments we don't really spend much time on, especially like these early ones because there's like nothing going on. Um, right. So that was that was basically I think all I said for it was, hey, tournament happened. Here's the trophy and here's the prize from it. Pretty much, but also to be fair, that was also because we had to do it on a work night. Also that, yeah, that's and, and it was almost midnight, and we both had to work the next day. Yeah, that was a bullshit. Yeah, 
Because <sighs> we had had to reschedule for some reason. I don't, yeah, I don't remember why. I don't know. Seemed like a good idea Who at knows? the time. Oh, because you, you had family stuff. That That's right. Okay, hang on one second. Alrighty, I'll set the timer whenever you're ready for me to start hmm. it. Okay, there we go. I have yawned, so we are good to go. <laughs> um, so, you. So yeah, if you remember, we're heading back over to Traverse Town on account of it was all swirly and covered in darkness. Did you want me to start the timer? Sure. I didn't know when you wanted to start. You sounded like you were about to go into it. <laughs> no, yeah, you're good, you're good. Uh, so yeah, we pull up to Traverse Town and immediately see like a little group of those Salter Heartless just clank on by and then disappear. And then, like, right after them, uh, well, actually, first, um, Goofy is basically like, you know, it seems like they're more heartless right now. That's probably not good. And then right after them, hang on one second, took so many pictures, it's taking me a minute to scroll down. Get your shit together, Steven. That's the same picture, that's the same picture this time, Steven. You're gonna wreck the gummy ship. Ah, that, that, there it is. Like, literally, right after that, we also see just a little group of dusks like squiggle through the air and it's oh <laughs> we straight up get donald just go oh <laughs> like womp, I mean, they're cute. like womp womp oh no yeah donald i'm saying oh, I think they're cute. oh no donald was just oh well shit oh. <laughs> uh that, that uh hang on one sec i'm scrolling to the right place in my notes because i went too far oh bt dubs um, we are going to do two parts of 100 Acre Wood tonight. That is going to go real quick because I do not care. Uh, <laughs> I was like, isn't 100 Acre Wood with a few exceptions? Isn't it mostly just mini games? It is 100% mini games. Um, if you remember. I mean, there's a few little story things in there. Like, I remember, was it back at the beginning of this game? Yeah. Um, yeah, because you can basically just. Nico is, I think, going to save all of it for the end, except for, like, the two that he decided to do this time around, which, fine, thanks for that. Um, but, yeah, so if you remember from the beginning of it, basically, when the pages got, got all ripped up, who doesn't remember anything? And, obviously, all of his friends are gone, because right. I guess they were on the pages that got ripped out. So, that's really all the setup that you need. Um, we're not even at that part yet. Uh, da, 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 da. we are headed over to Merlin's house because it definitely looks like something is up and that was the last place we saw anybody here. And on the way, we meet a very familiar person. Boop. We see Cloud. He's brooding against a wall. <laughs> Always brooding. <laughs> he is. <laughs> Donald straight up just goes, oh, it's Cloud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. Like, oh, hey. <laughs> And, like, I'm not even kidding. They walk up to me like, hey, what's going on? And Cloud just goes, I'll get him. This time we settle it. Me and the one who embodies all the darkness in me. And Donald's like, I thought you looked kind of different, Cloud. <laughs> Cloud's like, well, if I do, it's his fault. And they're like, they're like, who are you talking about? And he just straight up says Sephiroth. They just are allowed to just say Sephiroth's name in this game. I don't know why, but that feels wrong somehow. Um... I mean, he's not Voldemort. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so he basically is like, if you see him, you know, let me let me know because we got we're gonna finish it. I gotta settle it. And they're like, cool. And I guess this is where they decide that the um, optional boss fight against him in the first game didn't happen because Sora asks what he looks like, and um, Cloud's description is just silver hair carries a long sword, which 
You know, but he doesn't have. Oh, I thought you were talking about Cloud. Friend, I was like, Cloud doesn't have silver hair. No, no, no. That's what he gives as a description for Sephiroth. And I'm like, you know, if you're only going to give two things, that does fit. That's good enough. If you're going to do, if you're going to do three, one wing. Yeah. Also that. Uh, but yeah. So he he says that, and they're like, all right, cool. We'll keep an eye out. And he goes, be careful. He messes with your head. Makes you think darkness is the only way. And it's like, again, not wrong. Cool, I guess. But and then <laughs> and then Aerith just. Just walks up and she's like, "Hey, yo, what up?" <laughs> and, like, literally, cool story, bro. <laughs> like, no. As soon as she shows up, Cloud's like, "All right, well, I'm gone. Bye." Because, like, Deuces. he's like, he's trying to sulk and avoid her gaze, and she like gets right up in his face, like, "Hey, hey, I'm right here. I know you want to talk to me. Pay attention to me. Pay attention to me." <laughs> yeah, and kind of like a cat. <laughs> yeah, and he's like telling her like he doesn't want her to get involved, and she's like, "Oh, what? Do you have to go away again?" And he's like, "Yeah." probably i don't want you to get hurt and she's like again and she's like okay fucking right he's having flashbacks <laughs> she's like well no matter how far away you are once you find your light i'm sure it will lead you back here again right and he's like sure so she says <laughs> okay fine go do whatever you got to do i'll stay here and i'll cheer for you and that's the only time we see these two idiots interact in this game in the series or just in this game in this game actually i don't think cloud has been back or do they show up in any series um, Leon... Or in the rest of the series, I should say. Leon, Yuffie, Aerith, Aerith, and Sid all show up very briefly in the DLC for Kingdom Hearts 3. This is the last time that we... Well, this game is the last game that we see Cloud, if I remember right. Gotcha. Yeah. So there's that. Um, also, Scrooge is sulking off to the side because he's still working on trying to figure out that ice cream flavor. Uh, that part doesn't yep. matter. There was just dialogue for it. Uh, we get a new Heartless along the way. It's called a Bookmaster. Um, you wouldn't think it, but uh, <laughs> it, it's styled like a magic user, but like 50% of its attacks are just hitting you with that giant fucking book that it floats around with. And, and you can actually get... This is the one where um, if you're lucky, this thing will sometimes drop its book and you can just keep it as a shield for Goofy. <laughs> I was gonna say, if he talks to the book, does that mean he's a close in with it? Yep. <laughs> Goofy can, pretty much, yeah. I mean, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Like, oh, fine, you're gonna do this? Uh, I'm making sure. Nope, yeah, the next thing I have pictures of is 100 Acre Wood stuff, so I guess that's where we're going. Um, We do go to Merlin's house, because that's also where the book is kept. And uh, Yuffie and Sid are hanging out. They tell Sordon and Goofy to uh, go see Leon. And uh, basically, the the basement, there's the castle that's here. They've been fixing that up, I guess. And Leon has like set up shop in the basement of it because they found Anson's computer, uh -huh. which is a string of words that always feels weird to say. <laughs> but anyway, diversion for Hundred Acre Wood. Uh, the the first one of these two is at Piglet's house. Gopher shows up and he tells Pooh that he better skedaddle because they're doing the the Wednesday thing. Uh, you know, where it's all windy and whatnot. Piglet, all right. being itty-bitty, literally gets blown away by the wind. And so that's the mini game: is Sora and Pooh are floating around in the wind, like, smacking stuff out of the way and trying to get to know, catch up to Piglet. Aww. <laughs> Piglet just can't catch a break. I, well, yeah, right? And of course, you know, Pooh doesn't recognize Piglet at first, and that makes Piglet very sad, because of course it would. Um... I mean, dude, if motherfucking Winnie the Pooh doesn't recognize or remember you, I think that would bum just about anybody. Else. I know. 
Um, but yeah, so at the end of it, uh, even though the minigame ends with you catching up to and grabbing Piglet, the cutscene instead has him land in, like, one of the higher branches of the tree that is his house. So it's like, pick one, guys. Uh, but so Sora, like, calls out to him and he's like, don't worry, Piglet, just be brave. You, you can jump right on down. And they do the thing where because Pooh is so stuffed with fluff, Piglet lands on him. And now, hooray! Pooh, uh, Pooh remembers Piglet. And he addresses Piglet Yay. by name, and uh, Piglet's like, oh, Pooh, you remembered me? And he's like, well, yes, of course I would remember my friend Piglet, but I think today I'm going to call you my friend, my dear friend Piglet, who is very brave. And it's like, aww. aww. But then he turns to Sora, and it's like, thank you for helping Piglet, somebody I don't know. And it's like, even if yeah. you don't remember me, dude, I've told you my name a bunch of times already. I literally just saved your friend, but go off again. I know. Uh, then the next one that um, that pops up is Rabbit's House. Uh, literally, as Sora is walking up, I guess they just couldn't think of a way to get Pooh here because it just has him float by on a balloon and then let go of said balloon or it pops. I forget which. Doesn't matter. And he lands on. Um, and he lands on. Yeah, right. He lands on uh, the house that Eeyore is trying to put together, which of course he does. Um, Eeyore's house never gets rebuilt, at least throughout this whole uh, this whole part. It doesn't get rebuilt. I don't uh, remember if any of the times that we come back to Hundred Acre Wood throughout Kingdom Hearts 2, if it ever does get fixed. But at least in this section that this page has unlocked, his house is still just a mess. And it's like, you guys are so unintentionally mean to him. <laughs> no wonder the poor guy has depression I his know. friends keep putting his house up they're nice enough to him they consider him a friend they make an effort to include him in things which is great but like but quit destroying his shit. it would take you two minutes to put it back together or you know not break it in the first place also that please um and to be fair piglet at least expresses like regret that that happened and in fairness he's like half the size of any individual stick so i'll give piglet a pass on not putting er's house back together very true but you can at least tell the others get your shit together exactly uh but anyway so of course piglet or not piglet damn Pooh doesn't remember eeyore rabbit hasn't shown up quite yet but obviously he doesn't remember rabbit once he does show up um piglet figures rabbit can be a bit of a dick yeah fair <laughs> Rabbit's the one. Really Rabbit's the one I identify the most with, aside from Eeyore, though. Well, I mean, you can be a dick too. So, ha! Oi! Rude. <laughs> True, but rude. Um, but uh, but basically, um, Piglet's like, you know what? Maybe it's that his tummy is so rumbly that it's making him forget everything else. And it's like, you know what? I could see that legitimately being a thing for Winnie the Damn Pooh. Yeah. So, uh, this is, uh, of the mini games that are in uh, 100 Acre Wood for Kingdom Hearts 2, this is the one that I like the most, and it's the second one that you do, so, you know, whatever that tells you. Um, basically, you are sliding around on a pot and gathering honey throughout, like, the woods, but the reason that I, that I like this is they start, like, sliding around the book itself. Hang on. Scrolling. There it goes. Like, see, you pop, you pop out of, like, the chapter that you're on and start literally sliding around the pages. Um, at one point, you're in, like, a snowy area, and you get hit by a giant snowball, which then bounces out of the snowy area, across the page, into a different area. 
and spits you out so that you can keep sliding. So like they had some fun with this one. It's it's not much. It's just trying not to get hit and like picking up the little like orbs that represent honey along the way. But yeah, for what it is, this one was at least kind of neat. Uh, but of course, once we're done with all of that jazz, uh, does not actually help. Um, hang on. Yeah. After, afterward, the, uh, no, rabbit showed up before the mini game. That's right. I'm sorry. I'm getting my events out of order. Rabbit shows up, literally Pooh snatches a pot of honey out of his hands and eats it. And I think, I, I think it's implied that that's the one that they're sliding around on because that's the one that he had. Like, he had a hold of last. Uh, but weirdly enough, yeah, eating all that honey doesn't actually help. Uh, Pooh, fucking, while everyone else is talking, just starts wandering around in the background and tries to climb into Rabbit's house through that hole in the wall that he always gets stuck in. So, of course, he gets stuck. And um, luckily, this one doesn't turn into a whole big thing because Sora just grabs his legs and kind of pulls on him. And he gets, like, shot over to the other side of the yard. And that's what finally gets him to remember Rabbit and Eeyore, and that's where the scene ends. Hooray, we're done. We can go back to Hollow Bastion. <laughs> uh, oh, I think I did promise you that we would meet some or some Final Fantasy characters that you know. Uh, where are they? Here we go. These little ladies. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, at first, I saw the, I saw the clothing color. At first, I was like, "Oh, I know that," but then I actually saw what they look like. <laughs> They're little pixies. I don't know why. What did they do to my girl? <laughs> okay, listeners, this is where the uh, the Gullwings, Yuna, Riku, and Pain get introduced into the game. Uh, They're little like foot tall they look like pixies. They're from a girl. <laughs> Um, if I remember right, I think Nomura has officially said the reason that he made them pixies instead of, like, people was basically that they're to all... keep them family-friendly? Well, no, it's because they're always together, so, like, the screen would have gotten really busy trying to fit that many more people on it. So it's like, yeah, let's we'll just make them tiny. And it's like, you know what? Fair, I guess. <laughs> like, I was thinking more of trying to make their outfits family-friendly, because, I mean, if you've seen Final Fantasy X-2... You know, that also works, because, uh, yeah. Um, let me adjust, make sure. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, I forgot to actually say why they showed up. They just kind of fade or kind of like sparkle into existence uh, right in front of Sora and the gang while they're walking. And they're like, hey, what's Leon up to? And Sora's like, well, I don't know for sure, but he's working on something over at the Castle Postern, which is the actual name that they gave the place Sora's supposed to go. I don't know shit about castles, so I don't actually know what a postern is. I just know they go to the basement. So... In my mind, postern is just the word for a basement. P-O-S-T-E-R-N? Yeah, P-O-S-T-E-R-N. Hang on. That... It's a back or side entrance. Okay, that's fair. So yeah, they that I feel like you could just say the side entrance, but whatevs. People gotta have... That doesn't sound as fancy. Gotta have words for shit. Um, but so... Gotta be fancy. The, uh, Riku gets excited and she's like, okay, cool. And uh, Payne says, we should go report. And they're like, what are you talking about? Who are you reporting to? And Yuna says, to our leader, of course. And then fucking Riku almost, like, gives it away. She's like, yeah, Maleficent. And then Pain, like, covers her mouth before she can actually say, hey, we work for Maleficent. I don't know why these three are working for Maleficent. Nothing really comes of this. We She probably had a spear. We, no, we find out later on that, like, she promised them treasure, but ended up not actually having any treasure. Bitch! I, I don't know. 
But um, but yeah, so they they leave and Sardal and Goofy are just like, what? <laughs> What's going on? Um, we get two more new Heartless along the way. Let me get to them. There are too many pictures. There's so many pictures that I gotta scroll through. There we go. That one's called the Armored Knight. You can see why. This one, where is he? There he is. Is called the Morning Star because well, he looks like him. I like the knight better. That's fair. Those ones are kind of neat. It bugs me that like their hand, their left hand, like does not move. It's just in sort of a vague gun shape all the time. Like I, I feel like it'd be one thing if they gave it like an attack or had it mimic an attack and act like it was trying to. I don't know why they made the decision. It could have. They could have just given it a fist. <laughs> it, but <laughs> it, 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 it's strange to me, and I don't understand. Um, but yeah, so we run into you know both of those along the way. Oh, oh. But once we go into uh, the side entrance, I'm going to pop a little picture in here and see if you can uh, spot our little friend that is hidden somewhere in this picture. You mean the Navi looking thing that's up there? Yep. Don't worry. We'll see who that is in better detail later on. Or I can also tell you. It's whatever. I'm trying to zoom in. Enhance! Uh, yeah, but then it's just a blob. Uh, It's not Genie. No, it's not Genie. Is it the gummy ship? No. Like I said, we will find out here very soon also, but I can also just tell you. No, let's wait till it happens. Let me find out. Okay, fair. We also get a new Heartless along the way. It's called a Surveillance Robot. These ones are actually sort of neat. Um, they have, they've got those two like spiky things they'll just shoot little laser blasts out of. But there's also a reaction command where you can grab one and just do a just spin around and do like a big laser out of it, which is really fun. Um, let me see, though, because... We make our way through the basement into uh, basically what it turns out was Ansem's study. And there is a picture of a very handsome scholarly looking fellow. Oh, hello there. <laughs> Does he look familiar to you? Yes. Okay, good. I'm making sure. <laughs> I'm try I was trying to see if I could think where I've seen him, but he does look familiar, but I can't 100% place it. Oh, no, hang on. That's uh, let me. I got another picture. Well, actually, I don't. I got to find one real quick. If I can stop hitting letters that I don't mean to type. Come on. Boop. There we go. Fucking shithead. <laughs> we did say that this that they found his computer. Um, Fucking No, but we also get introduced to someone who I, again, having never actually played Final Fantasy VII, I only know her because of this game. Uh, but Tifa is here. She's very cool. I, I enjoy her. I wish she had more screen time. Tifa's cool. She she wanders in and is basically just like, hey, have you guys seen someone with spiky hair? <laughs> Broods a lot. All, all three of them point at Sora. They're like, I've got spiky hair. And she, this is where she holds her hand up like in the picture and goes, no, spikier. And they're like, ah, you got to give us more to work with. And she's like, that's fine. To be fair, she could have led with that. Yeah. She's like, that's fine. I'll look around. And like, she literally pokes around in the study for a little bit, like, you know, picking stuff up, looking under it, pulls out a drawer in the desk because I guess the person that she's looking for must be very small. <laughs> At one point, eventually she just kicks the wall and is like, well, I guess he's not here and leaves. <laughs> and in the time it takes Sword Alman and Goofy to be like, who was that? What was that all about? Um, Leon shows up in the room just to surprise them. And he's like, hey guys, I was wondering when you'd show up. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, um, he leads us across a walkway that I had to take a picture of because look at that shit. Hot diggity damn. Ooh. 
yeah right um whole bunch of pods we'll see more of like what that that area down there is uh later on but just damn damn all of it damn um but so we go into the room and here is Anson's computer not that it's anything super special I just wanted to like pop a picture up so you know what we're looking at and uh do not worry about this big ass panel on the wall immediately behind the computer I don't know why you're even asking about that couldn't possibly be anything important of course not uh, so this is where uh, the the little friend that I mentioned in that other picture literally just falls down on the computer. Let me know if it posts. There it is. Aww. Yeah. And so... So you remember how I showed you I had a big squishy Snorlax for Christmas for my brother-in-law? Yeah. Haley got a big squishy Stitch. Hey! I like Stitch. Yeah, Good. I got Snorlax. She got Stitch. <laughs> but... So none of them knowing who this is or why a tiny little blue gremlin dropped down on the computer and started growling at them. Like, not that he was just sitting there like, but you know, Stitch is just like, Rah! just in general. Donald hops up onto the computer to chase him off. And a computer voice or a voice comes out of the computer basically saying, stop that. Or, uh, um, what? hang on, let me see. Did I write down the exact wording? I did not. Okay. Um... <laughs> Basically, though, it, it says stop that. Any further, uh, any further abuse of this terminal will warrant immediate act. Will warrant immediate like disciplinary action or something like that. And so Donald like freezes. He's like, "What's going on? What's happening? Who's talking to me?" And like, as soon as the voice is done talking, he's like, "It's." I feel bad because you can tell it's more him like trying to carefully step down off the computer, but he like immediately steps on another key and a bunch of sirens go off. And that panel that I showed you lights up and blasts all of them with lasers. And they're getting <laughs> they're getting digitized. We're going into the digital world. I hope you like Digimon. I was about to say Digimon? Yeah, for real though. Uh, we actually are going into a place called Space Paranoids. It's a fun ass name. Is this why you were asking me if I'd ever seen Tron? Yes, it is. That makes sense now. I had not seen I it. Was, I thought that was just a non sequitur of yours before. No. I had not seen it uh, before I played this game, it was, but the game inspired me to watch the movie later on, Re and I enjoy it. I like Tron so much. It's very good. I love that this is here. Uh, this is probably my favorite Disney World in the series. Let me see, though. Um, we do get snazzy new outfits. Hang on. Ooh. Yeah, we're all computerized. This is the other live-action movie I said that they bring into this one, but every but it actually works better because... Everything in that movie was like, was like, mono was like washed out to be black and white, and then was glowing blue. So like, it already didn't really look live action, even though it was. So it fits a lot better. Kind of like a rave. Yeah. Real quick, we do have a new heartless. I forgot its name for a second. Hang on. Casey saw it. Ah. Okay, yeah. Um, we <laughs> Sora wakes up just lying on the ground. He's like, "What's going on?" And then uh, Donald and Goofy are like being escorted by like a group of five of these little dudes. They're called Strafers. I wonder why. I know, right? <laughs> yes, Casey, I do remember Tron. Tron good <laughs> is the thing. Tron fun. <laughs> it's Julie and I have differing opinions. She thinks that the original Tron is boring, but she does prefer Tron Legacy because it's more actiony. Whereas I'm the opposite way, the other way around. 
Tron Legacy is okay, but I very much prefer the first one because it's campy and computery and just, just so great. And it's got Jeff. They've both got Jeff Bridges in it, but he's so much more just on being Jeff Bridges in the first one. It's very good, uh, is the thing. Um, I got to get back over to the answer reports. <laughs> Let me actually show you a picture of this boy, though. Uh, da, da, da. Um, Jeff Bridges' character isn't in this isn't in the game, though. Uh, this guy, Tron, was played in the movie and is now voiced by a guy named Bruce Boxleitner, who I only know from Tron, even though he's definitely done other stuff. <laughs> uh, but we're, see. What's his name? Uh, Bruce Boxleitner. That's kind of a cool last name. Isn't it? <laughs> he actually played Tron in the original movie. Uh, did not play Tron in Legacy because of how much time had passed, but he does voice him. Let's see... Alan Riley and Tron. They even specifically mention him being in Kingdom Hearts 2. Yep, yep. I'm still going to see if I've seen him in anything real quick. Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. Cool. I'm going to drop one more picture real quick of a, of a different dude. Doesn't look like he's been in anything that I've seen. Okay. Yeah. And figure. Anyway. He was apparently in an episode of American Dad. Huh. Huh. He played himself in one episode. <laughs> oh, okay. He played Bruce Boxleitner. Great. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm curious to see if I'd seen him in anything. <laughs> okay. So I've got all the necessary characters popped up. Um, basically, like I said, Sora wakes up having like gotten dropped straight on the ground while Donald and Goofy are being arrested by those little strafer dudes. Uh, the red guy, that well, reddish orange guy there, his name is Sark. Uh, Commander Sark, actually. I'm sorry. He shows up basically to tell them, hey, guess what? You guys are arrested. If you guys don't behave, you're going to get derez. They don't know what that means, but it sounds bad. And he sends them straight up to jail. Sounds fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is where, though, they do meet Tron. He introduces himself to them, uh, says that they're in a computer system that is a copy of a different computer system that was created by a company called Incom. That is actually the company from the movie. So what, he's, they're literally making the movie, I guess, canon to the game because his, his version, you know, Space Paranoids is supposed to be a copy of the computer system that they had over at Incom for the movie, which is hilarious to think about to me. Um, no, this is where uh, the word derezzed actually comes up because Tron tells them that if they can't fix the terminal and get them out of the computer... Before the MCP finds them, they'll be derezzed. And let me see. I think I actually had a picture of the terminal because I was like, why not? Where is? Where did I put that? Da, da, da. There it is. Not that it super matters, but like that's what the terminal looks like in their cell. Uh, the big face guy. That's the the MCP, the Master Control Program. He is the dude what is in charge. Uh, <laughs> Because uh, we'll get. Oh, this is, I'm posting this a little bit ahead of schedule because I mean it's gonna happen here in like a minute or two. But there is just straight up a conversation between MCP and Sark just to kind of why are you yelling at me about the size? I did crop this. Actually, I don't think I cropped this one down at all. Hang on, I gotta crop this one. Uh, but then if I crop it, we won't. You won't get like a proper visual. Um, so I hate this. This is some bullshit. Let me see. I think I can. I think I can crop it and still. Let's see if this works. Come on, work with me here. Come on, come on. 
<laughs> it's just sitting here like acting like it's about to post and then not actually posting. I hate this. You want to just send it to me on Messenger? No, I will get this. I, I swear it. Do <laughs> it yourself. I swear it on my honor. What honor? Shut up. Not important. <laughs> Come on. You gotta you gotta work with me here. You gotta do this for well, me. Well you fight with that, I'm gonna go get a refill on my tea. Have fun. Watch it Where's post like as soon as you walk off. Walking away now. Here <sighs> you in the box again. There's a perfectly good kitty bed right there. <laughs> You're literally staring at it. <laughs> Mother, you don't understand. His box. You're weird. <laughs> ah, just post already. I hate this. Screw it. I know another another way around. There we go. I think that did it. <laughs> yeah! It's it's cropped so you don't quite get the full scale, but there we go. That's how big MCP is in relation to Sark. Oh shit, that's a face. Yeah, it's a big old face. <laughs> I didn't realize that in the first one. Now, now I can actually see the face. Yeah, it's hey, you remember Nickelodeon? Or Nick Jr.? Oh, that's, that's Face's older brother. Uh, no, that's the cool cousin. That's there, the older cousin. There we go. That's the uh, that's the cousin that got really into computers. Um, oh my god, I lost track of where we actually are in the story. Hang on a sec. <laughs> Yay, sidetracked. Okay, 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 okay. Um, yeah, Tr uh, Tron tells them they got to get the terminal working so that they can get he can get the uh, Sword and Goofy out of there. Uh, but it's uh, but oh no, MCP cut the power to the terminal. The only way to get the power turned back on is going to the energy core, which obviously is not in this room. And the door has been shut, has been locked. There's a there there's a barrier and a lock. And so I was like, well, I got a key. So bonk bonk. <laughs> Literally, you attack the door for like a minute, and then it's like, hey, guess what? You got out. <laughs> and Tron's like, huh? Okay, then I guess that works. <laughs> these guys are just baffling to Tron. He doesn't know what to do with these guys. Um. That's where we switch to uh, the conversation between MCP and uh, Sark, and basically Sark is like, you know, they're they're gonna hook up with Tron and cause trouble. Why haven't you just derez Tron already? And MCP is like, no, I st I still need him so that I can get access to the data, or so I can find the password to the mainframe. Um, I feel like I would appreciate Tron more if I actually knew shit about computers, but I know enough. <laughs> Um, but what is actually interesting uh, in terms of like, you know, storytelling through the way you make your characters act, Tron has like no abilities that he can use right now. He he can still fight okay, so it's not like he's falling over like Mulan did when she was king, but like how she also yeah. just had no actual abilities to help out in combat. Basically the right. same thing they're doing with Tron, and I, it's a really nice touch because that will get fixed obviously here in a little while. Um... They obviously, you know, make it to the energy core, which it's not a great angle. You're, like, looking at it from above, but that's this thing if it actually posts. <sighs> Hang on. Why do you keep doing this to me? There we go. Nice. Huh? I said nice. Okay, okay. So, yeah, uh, that's the energy core. I don't... Uh, sure, I guess. Um, <laughs> basically, uh, what you gotta do to fix it, you can kind of tell in the picture there that one of the blocks is missing from it. So when they try to turn it on, like a whole bunch of blocks, the actual correct one and then a bunch of fake ones will pop up and just start spinning around the room. 
Uh, so you gotta beat them up until you find the right one. And then Sora, like, levitates it with the Keyblade and tosses it in place. Which is the thing that only ever happens here. I am just going to say it was creative use of the magnet spell so that I can sleep at night. That works for me. Um, but, uh, let me see, just making sure, was there anything else? No, okay, so this is what, uh, so basically, now because of that, they're able to go back to the cell and use that terminal to get them out of the computer. Uh, Tron does ask for a favor, though, and without even hearing what it is, Sora agrees to it, and he's like, wow, you guys are so illogical, uh, agreeing to help without knowing what you, or what it is I actually want you to do, and Sora's just like, hey, that's being friends, buddy. And John's like, sure, I guess. Um, anyway, what I need you to help with out there somewhere in the user world is my user. He'll be able to give you the password to, to access the DTD, which is the name for the data space. Uh, he says it will have copies of all the original programs, including a backup of the programs that Tron himself lost the last time he fought the MCP. And, uh, they're like, okay, yeah, cool, we'll do that. Who is your user? And he says, my uh, my user is the user of this system, Ansem. And they're like, ah, ah, and immediately get teleported out before they can say anything. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> uh, so back in Hollow Bastion, uh, let me make sure I've got. Nope, I do not have my picture. Any pictures pulled up yet? Hang on. Don't on you. I don't think there is anything immediately though. <laughs> Okay, no, there wasn't. Anyway, um, basically, Leon, so they come out, and Leon was like, yo, what was all that about? And they're like, dude, there's a whole world inside that computer. And Leon's like, sure, okay, guys. And um, <laughs> this is where T Tifa is really good for a minute again, because she's still just poking around uh, the study, you know, looking around, trying to see if she can... I guess she's just convinced that if she punches enough things that Cloud will just fall out like a wild Pokemon falling out of a tree. <laughs> because that's... I mean, that usually solves problems. I mean, fair, because that's basically what she's still doing. Uh, that portrait of Ansem, she takes it off the wall and, like, punches the space behind it. And all that really happens is that there's some dust. But we do also find some notes behind the wall, so there's that. And... Are you gonna post? Hey. Are you gonna post? Are you gonna post? Are you gonna post? Are you gonna post? <sighs> Hang on one sec. I hate this. Stop doing these things to me. It's thinking about it. It's thinking about it. I have cropped down literally everything except the important part of this picture. Please don't tell me that's still too big. Because I cannot crop anything else out. Is it laughing at your effort, Steven? It, it might be. There it goes. I don't know why, but disconnecting from the Wi-Fi got it to post. Whatever. I mean, it works for our work systems half the time. I mean, yeah, okay, you're not wrong, is the thing, but I don't But understand. it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I don't understand why that works. Um, I don't know. But anyway, uh, so they are looking at these notes as if there's anything they can understand by it. Uh, but you can kind of make out there, you know, it's got DTD, hollow main security. There's a heart with a what looks like circuitry in a circle around it and a whole bunch of scribbles that probably make sense to somebody. Um, so they're like, oh, great. Um, if only we could figure out what any of this means. <laughs> and I should have written down more of the conversation than just the iconic line here uh, because basically Sora and Leon are both trying to figure out like 
what's this talking about? Uh, they can kind of make out that it uh, that it says door to darkness there, where uh, and the only things like left uh, readable are DTD. And then we hear fucking Mickey Mouse's voice behind them go, "Say, fellas, did somebody say something about the door to darkness? Or did somebody mention the door to darkness?" And they turn around, and this cartoon ass motherfucker is just hanging out, like, "Hey, what's up?" I think it's physically impossible for Mickey to ever look menacing. I mean, like for real though. Uh, but this that line has become such a meme among the fandom because of fucking course it has. Mickey Mouse just strolled in and said, "Say, fellas, did somebody say or did somebody mention the door to darkness?" And anyway, uh, Donald and Goofy obviously are very happy to see him. We get a very sweet moment of them all hugging and Goofy being like twice as tall as the other two just straight up picks them up and like shakes them around a little bit. It's very sweet and I enjoy it. Um, uh, but basically before they can actually like say anything to Mickey, he switches them because he's like, the organization might be listening. And it's like, I mean, yeah, probably, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Right um but so they they're trying to reason out like we don't know what the password is but it looks like it has been labeled as the door to darkness and mickey's like well uh when we found the door to darkness last time it was it was accessed by using the seven princesses of heart and so let's see there was alice and jasmine and snow white and cinderella and Belle and aurora was she there too? yeah and aurora and Kyrie, and as they're saying like rattling off all those names Leon's like oh duh of course as if that's something he should have been able to think of fucking i'm still not sure what any of this means uh but <laughs> he runs over and puts in the password and oh hey look that did it that that a- accessed the dtd congrats i guess <laughs> yay you yay um <laughs> A winner is you. But uh, but yeah, so that, that unlocks the DTD in the computer, and they're like, great. Uh, Mickey says that the info in that computer might help them find Ansem, and Sora's like, I'm, I'm sorry, come again for Big Fudge. But before he can get an explanation, Leon, remembering that there's a plot happening, tells them to get back in the computer and help Tron. <laughs> so we don't actually get an explanation of what Mickey meant, but we do get a new drive form. It's called Master Form. I scrolled down too far. There it is. Boop. Come on. Come on. There we go. Hey. Yeah. Uh, so this one, like I said, is called Master Form. Oh, I see that. Um, it kind of combines the benefits of Wisdom Form, you know, it, with the magic boosting and being able to just pop off magic uh, without having uh, without having a, a finisher at the end. So you can just basically just go, go, go instead of having like okay, combo, now do some more magic, so on and so forth. And the dual wielding and moving fast and stuff of uh, Valor form into one thing because there was one primary color left they hadn't used. Um, And you may notice it's not super easy to tell in that picture, but the second Keyblade that you hold, uh, you don't actually hold it on this one. It basically hovers just a little bit in front of your hand, which is cool yeah is cool as shit and it also gets like a sort of a yellow glow around it too no matter which keyblade it is that you're using as your secondary keyblade um i think i mentioned for valor form and wisdom form but each and 
for limit form, but each one has like an ability that Sora himself is able to get that also sort of like defines what makes that form special. Uh, this one gives you aerial dodge, which is basically a double jump, but more like hopping sideways in the air and also still a little bit more up. Um, so that's fucking rad. You can, uh, once you level it up some, you can hide, jump up high and then jump again. It's neat. <laughs> I really like what they do with the abilities from the drive forms in this. It's really fun. Uh, but also, actually, I'm going to come here and post this a different way around because it's like two pictures. Da, da, da. Do, do, do. This is where in a test on the way back to the computer room, we officially find the ukulele charm to uh, unlock Stitch as a summon. And so now I will gush about how he's... Do what? I love how Stitch is summoned by a ukulele. I know. It's very good is the thing. Um, literally, like the little like summon animation for it has Sora on an uh, island, which I assume is probably just supposed to be Hawaii. And Stitch will tackle him from off screen, leading to like Sora laying there holding him for a second, like you see in the picture there. Um, Stitch is very good, is the thing. He is my favorite summon in this one. Uh, literally, what he will do when you turn when you like summon him, he'll crawl around on your screen, and um, if there are enemies on the screen, he'll like start to shoot at them some with his blaster. If you're running low on health, he will lick your health bar and fill it back up. If you've been using a lot of magic and you're running low on your MP bar, same thing. He'll lick it and fill it back up. You are more or less invincible because Stitch is here to block attacks, hurt enemies, and keep your health and magic refilled. I love having him around. He's super, super good. Badass. I know. Like, um, what, what, um, what levels up your summon forms, uh, your, it's not forms, uh, your summon is basically every, like, bar of summon gauge that you use, because whenever you activate a summon, it'll do, instead of your drive, your drive gauge will not become your summon gauge, so it'll still, like, go down over time. Um, literally, I have gone entire worlds with Stitch as my summon, fought every Heartless that was on the world, and, like, still had three bars left of summon gauge for him, because, like, you keep... He makes it so easy to, like, kill enemies and get the drive orbs that, like, keep your bar from running out. <laughs> nice. I love this little dude. He's so good. And that's not even getting into his limit yet because, um, you know, each summon has, like, a specific limit that they have as, like, sort of their big flashy thing. Uh, fucking Stitches. He will start playing. He'll actually pull out a ukulele and then Sora will, like, toss the keyblade over and start using it like it's a like it's a fucking guitar <laughs> and they'll just sit there and like play like not very good mind you it's not like they're playing an actual song from the movie mostly just strumming but like it'll send magic notes just flying around the screen to like sl to like slam into all of your enemies and whatnot and then he'll go away he's like all right jam session's over bye sora yeah i love it i love sora or i love sora too he's my precious beautiful son I love Stitch in Kingdom Hearts 2. It's so good. I'm so happy that we're here. <sighs> Deep breath. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm not sorry. Uh, I was about to say, no, you're not. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Oh, my, my beautiful son has arrived. I love Stitch so much. Anyway, I was sidetracked. What are we doing again? Oh, right. Yeah, we got to go back into Space Paranoids and see how, um, how Tron's doing. 
they <laughs> they go into the prison cell or the the pit cell as it's saying because I guess this area must be called the pit where all the cells are. I don't I don't know. It's a jail cell to me. Um, but they they go into the cell and like Tron ain't there, so they're like, oh no, what's going on with the cell? And Goofy. For once, not hanging on to the brain cell right now, I guess. I'm saying the word cell too many times. Um, starts, like, poking around at the terminal, like, well, hey, you know, maybe we can look for, use the terminal and find Tron. Uh, instead, he accidentally gets them teleported to the game grid. <laughs> and he even, like, literally, he even turns around as they're getting, like, phased out. And uh, he just goes, I didn't touch nothing. <laughs> like, yes, you did. Yes, you definitely did. Uh, but basically, Sark, like, phases, uh, phases in and is like, haha, welcome to the game grade. Uh, if you lose, you'll be derezzed, and if you win, well, nobody wins. And it's like, great, happy to be here. Um, we're, you're on a motorcycle. If, uh, if you've seen Tron stuff, I'm sure you've seen references to... I know about the motorcycles on the little streams of light. Yeah, that. For whatever reason, they don't have them doing the light ribbon on this one. It's just the motorcycle, which is Aww. which is weird to me. But whatever. Um, there is a a new heartless here. Actually, I need to double check his name because I keep forgetting part of it. Uh, da, da, da. yeah, Magnum Loader. I keep wanting to call it Turbo Loader, but it, this this dude here is called the Magnum Loader. Uh, so they'll be mostly you just see them for now, like in the light cycle area. They're the other guys that are fighting you while you're there pretty much um mm -hmm. uh so basically what it is you're kind of going through a little maze where uh you'll have to obviously turn real sharp at any of the turns so that you don't slam into a wall um the three things that you can do you can like throw your keyblade out um you can literally <laughs> you can literally rev up and slam into them or you can use a shield to block any of their attacks. Uh, so those are like the three things you can do. So mostly it's just surviving until you get to the end of it. Uh, because once you have been been driving around for a little while, uh, one of these guys, a de or called a Devastator, will show up off to the side. And literally, in trying to blast Sora with that big-ass cannon sticking out of him, will instead uh -huh. hit the wall off in the distance and just bust a hole in it. So that's how you get out of the game grid. Is one of these guys accidentally made a hole and you drive through it? Cause fuck it. Uh, <sighs> um. Anyway, though, uh, da, 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 da. I don't fully understand though how that gets you back to the pit cell and now Tron's there. But you're after you're back in the pit cell and now Tron's there. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> he's he's lying on the ground. Sora helps him up and. Um, they're like, hey, we found the password. And Tron's like, why didn't you just transmit the data? And Sora doesn't know what he just said. <laughs> we we learned throughout this whole section, Sora doesn't know anything about computers, like, at all. <sighs> uh, I don't know what to do. do what? Oh, my tablet screen turned itself off, so I had to wake it back up. Oh, fair. Um, but yeah, Sora doesn't know anything about computers, so this was literally just... The easiest way to get was to go in and tell Tron himself. Um, but uh, but you do go into you go back over to the area where that energy core was, and like off to the side is a different room that actually is labeled as being the data space, which I guess is just fancy speak for big computer within a computer because that's what mm -hmm. it is. <laughs> yeah, um, and Tron goes and like. They don't show you exactly what he's doing because it's, you know, facing him. So you just see him doing, like, keystrokes. So I guess he turns it on. 
Um, this is where they tell him the password, though, so he puts in the password. And uh, you have to fight a bunch of Heartless while this thing warms up, because I guess it takes a minute, which fair, I don't know. Um, doing this, though, does unlock... Um, well, once you're... Once, hang on a second. Get in tight. You're good? Okay, I'm good. I'm gonna cut that out, obviously, because that would be bad audio. Anyway... <laughs> anyway, okay, so now that I'm done sneezing, um, but uh, basically, uh, once you actually do fight the Heartless, and you know, like it basically is like, hey, the the time's up, we're done loading. Uh, Tron is able to get back all of the abilities that he should have had that he, I guess, lost in a fight against the MCP somehow. I'm not super sure what that means, but um, actually, I can guess based on the movie, he's got this like wall that he'll put you on and just zap you until you die so probably something like that happened um including though tron gets his limit because you know fucking every uh companion so far has a limit that they're able to do uh this one is called like complete compilement that name is just always stuck with me for whatever reason basically it's uh it'll <laughs> tron and sora will stand will like sit back to back and like Basically, a computer will kind of, like, phase into existence around them, and they'll just be sitting there, like, slamming keys and making these little, like, prism, uh, prism diamond things fly out and attack the enemies. So at the very end, they'll both just slam their palm down on it, and, like, it just makes a big wave of them. Nice. Because, like, sure, I guess. I don't know. Um, but also, now that the DTD has been unlocked... Uh, the the MCP not being able to like avoid a supervillain moment basically says ha 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 now I have full access and oh look what's this a self destruct program for the town I think I'll go ahead and just turn that on thank you uh, but actually no he doesn't because Tron has changed the password to buy them some time so now the MCP can't turn that on I guess <laughs> but um. The MCP did load a hostile program into the I.O. tower, which for whatever reason took me forever to realize I.O. just means input-output. So, like, I guess if you're loading new programs in, this is where, like, for the world, this is where it would pop up. Yeah. Uh, so they go there. They uh, they got to fight the hostile program, which I will send you um, a picture of here in just a second because it sure is a thing. Uh, but first, though, like, there's a little conversation with the MCP. MCP is like, why do you help these users? And Tron's like, I don't know. Something in my code just compels me to do what's right. And Zora's like, dude, that's mm just friendship. Friends help each other. And he's like, sure. That's just not being a dick. Yeah. You know, that whole thing. Uh, but, oh, my God. We, we get the hostile program. Check him out. He's a big old boy. Ooh, big boy. Uh, yeah. Um, throughout the fight, though. He's a big fucking boy. Do what? He's a big heckin' boy. I know. Well, the thing about him is, throughout the fight, um, all of that armor will fall off of him in chunks. So once you have beaten him, he actually just looks like this. <laughs> and I don't know why, but this is super cute to me. Um, it looks like I, a... Compared to, the other, compared to the other picture, yeah, I can see it. He looks like a chicken. He looks like a chicken with head of his feathers plucked. Which, he does. in real oh life, God, would be mean and painful, but like... Because <laughs> he basically just kind of like sits there for a second, wobbles, falls over, and explodes. <laughs> so like, I mean, if you suddenly just got plucked like that, you would too. Yeah, exactly. 
You wouldn't be very graceful. Maybe not explode, but you wouldn't be very graceful. Yo. Um. Oh, wait. Hang on a sec. Did I? Hi, baby. It's not bedtime yet. <laughs> oh, man. So I went to my bedroom for a second. I look up and he was staring at me from the door. <laughs> I forgot to get a picture of the keyblade. Hang on a sec, because we get a new keyblade here in like a minute. Uh, one sec. Okay, there we go. Grabbed a picture of it, so I'm good for when I get to that point. Um, but basically, uh, Sordal and Goofy are like, "Hooray, we beat the thing." Sean's like, "Yeah, that's that's great." Um, they go into the IO tower, but don't actually do anything. We'll come back to here later on. Um, eventually, not right now. Um, before they leave, though, Sora's like, "Dude, uh, we gotta tell you, your user Ansem, he's actually our enemy." And Tron's like, "Ah, yes, that makes sense." And they're like, wait, what? And he's he's like, well, the thing about uh, the thing about him being my user is, like I said, this is a copy of another of an original program. Um, Ansem was the one that took that copy and customized it for his own use, uh, renaming it Hollow OS. Um, wait, hang on, let me make sure I got that name right. Yeah, Hollow OS. I keep wanting to call it Hollow Bastion OS, but it's just Hollow OS, which is annoying. Um, Anyway, renamed it Hollow OS, so that does technically make him my user. But he's also the one that uh, that let the MCP loose, which makes him my enemy. The Ansem that I knew would never actually do that, so something definitely had to be up. And they're like, oh, okay, well, now I feel better about saying that he's, he's our enemy if you also don't like him. Uh, <laughs> uh, but so now that everything is taken care of as far as getting access to the DTD... There, Tron uh, tells them, okay, you guys should go help out in the user world. Um, they somehow feel an earthquake and basically figure, okay, something bad must be going on outside. I don't know how that translates into the computer, but can plot convenience. Um, as they're leaving, Tron tells, uh, Tron literally says, you, my friends, are the new password. And we get a new keyblade. It's called Photon Debugger. It's that little deal. It actually looks kind of neat. I do sort of dig it. Um, it basically ability-wise, since I don't have the uh, the picture that tells you that, it's its ability is thunder boost. It boosts um, the strength of your thunder attacks. So that's, I mean, if you use thunder a lot, kind of cool. Uh, excuse me. But back in uh, the back in the outside, that's a weird thing to say. Uh, <laughs> Tron did actually put up a thank you screen for them because they're friends now. Aww. I know. Little TV spray. Literally, um, they come out and tell Leon, okay, I think everything's cool. And Leon's like, yeah, dude, look at it. And uh, so this is where they tell him about, you know, them being the new password. And Leon, uh, Leon's like, that's to the point. Um, but so he, he puts the password in, lets the, uh, the whole the computer start loading. He's like, I got to go check on something in a different room. He doesn't actually say, uh, say anything about whatever he had to check on, so I think it's just an excuse to have him leave the room for a minute. Um, Sora tries to ask the computer if it knows anything about uh, Riku and Kairi, but, like, obviously it doesn't. So Goofy just starts hitting stuff to see if he can find anything about Nobodies or Organization 13, and that the computer actually does say it has files on, or information on, but it says that the data has been corrupted, or as Goofy says, the data is all curse-scuffled. Um, but in banging around, uh, we do get this weird-looking guy uh, up on the screen for a minute. Uh, huh. I love how... I believe Malfoy with a beard. Do what? 
Oh, he does look like... He looks like Luther Malfoy with a beard. He does, and a scarf. And a scarf, yes. I love how off to the side, it's the word data, and then a bunch of gibberish. There we go. Play that backwards, and I'm sure it'll mean something. Um... Or summon a demon. Or that. One of the two. Uh, but anyway, uh, it does turn out that there's some chaos going on outside. Uh, for whatever reason, the Heartless and the Nobodies are all fighting each other. We have a new kind of Nobody. It's called the Dancer. Fuck these guys. I don't like them. Uh, they annoy me. Basically, uh, one... They look pretty cool, though. They, they, I do dig their design. They look neat. Um, they, they move around a fair amount. Obviously, I mean, they're called Dancers. You can pretty much guess how they move around. They have this thing that they'll do, and it's it's easily like a, it's easily avoidable, but I fall for it every fucking time because I'm dumb. Um, basically, they will start to their hands and feet will start to glow a little bit, and that's your sign to move. But I never actually do. Um, they will grab you and literally start dancing around, just kind of tossing you here and there. It doesn't actually hurt, but like it makes it for like a solid like few seconds where you can't actually do anything. And then they'll just toss you off to the side and you're like, well, shit, now I gotta actually run back over to where I was. Um, so, yeah, they annoy me. Um, but there is also a new Heartless. I scrolled too far. One second. There we go. It's called the Crimson Jazz. It's another one of these dudes. As soon as it posts, come on. There it goes. Aww. Yeah, these ones are all super cute. Like an evil candy corn. This one is like Sora size, though. It's a big old boy. Um... But he looks like candy corn. Yeah. Big Sora-sized candy corn. Um, there you go. <laughs> uh, basically what this one does, it's got one attack where like it'll swell its head up really big and then shrink it back down really fast and just make a whole bunch of explosions and like like going upward as like basically a, a tower of explosion to like send you flying. Or the main thing it'll do is have like three little energy balls to sort of orbit it for uh, uh, for about a minute. And then they'll, like, drop off and hang out wherever they are or try to gravitate toward you and then explode. Um, so, yeah, they can also be kind of annoying to fight just because they're constantly like, no, get away from me. And it's like, no, let me kill you. Uh, <laughs> literally, though, like I said, uh, the Nobodies and the Heartless are fighting each other when Sora, Donald, and Goofy uh, run up on this scene. And <laughs> fucking Maleficent's here because she still thinks that she's the bad guy. Um, wait a minute. Did I get ahead of myself? I don't I know. Did. did you? I did. I got ahead of myself. There's actually a conversation before that. I am so sorry. Um, they you are sorry. <sighs> the uh the guy that you said looks like Lucius Malfoy. Um, they show yeah. Mickey that because they're like, who the heck is this guy? And uh, he says that that is Ansem, and they're like, no, what? That's Ansem. And they literally sort of drags him over to the portrait that's now sitting on the floor. And he's like, no, this is Ansem. That's the guy that we fought, right? And Mickey's like, oh, right. Okay, see, the thing is, that guy's actually a fake. I met the real Ansem. He was an all right guy, which, no, no, fuck, he's not. You shut up, you would do damn lies, Mickey Mouse. Um, so maybe the real Ansem doesn't have the Ed Hardy party yet? I guess not. Fake. Hey. <laughs> 
um, but so basically, Mickey, I don't like yeah. that vote, okay? But basically, uh, Mickey says, I met the real Ansem a long time ago. He would never have done any of this. He also doesn't look like that. I can't quite remember who it is, but I can tell you that this is a fake. This guy must have uh, must have gotten rid of Ansem and then started calling himself Ansem. And so actually what you guys fought uh, in the first game, yes, he actually says the first game because that's where we are now. No, I'm kidding. He doesn't actually say that. Um, the guy that you guys fought before was actually this fake dude's heartless and his nobody is the leader of Organization 13. Huh. Yes. Because, uh, yeah, uh, basically, he says, like, you fought his Heartless, and there, and Goofy actually is the one who says, so if that was a Heartless, then that means that nobody must have been created too, right? And Mickey's like, exactly. And that's the guy that's in charge of Organization 13. So now that we've actually had that conversation happen, now we can go out into the hallway where the Heartless and the Nobodies are fighting, and Maleficent straight up tells the Heartless to destroy the White Husks and sweep them away. And it's like, all right, lady, damn. Uh, but then she notices Sora, Donald, and Goofy, and she straight up says, yo, Heartless, ignore the nobodies for now, and attack Sora, Donald, and Goofy. <laughs> and they're like, wait, what? <laughs> and they do. In the cutscene, literally, the Heartless stop fighting the nobodies, and all just turn to look at Sora, Donald, and Goofy, and it's like, hey, find some Heartless now. <laughs> it's so stupid. I love it. Um, uh, this is where, though, we, we managed to go out go back outside uh the gold wings show up and they're like um they have decided that they quit they don't want to work for maleficent anymore it turns out she didn't actually have any treasure um mm -hmm. and so sora's uh, so they're basically talking amongst themselves like you know what should we do now uh, blah 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 and Sora's like well hey if you guys are you know wanting to help out you should help out leon and literally <laughs> literally these three tiny little uh, tiny little ladies are like does he have treasure? And Sora's like, well... And Donald just goes, oh yeah, he has lots of treasure. And they're like, great, sign us up. We'll help him out. And they're like, who are you guys anyway? And they're like, ah, don't worry about it. We're just three tre uh, three, uh, three treasure hunters. And they all like poof out and uh, Riku says later taters and get, uh, flashes of a peace sign. It's all very cute. Uh, and then... Donald, er, Sora and Goofy turn to Donald and they're like, does Leon actually have any treasure? And Donald makes this face. He looks like he's pooping. <laughs> he's supposed to be doing like a devious laugh, but yeah, he kind of does look like he's pooping. And we've heard Donald do a devious laugh before. We know he's capable of it. <laughs> I, from his other appearances in Disney media, but he looks like he's pooping. Yeah, I guess this time it's devious poop. Um... <laughs> I mean, hey, they can be pretty damn devious. <laughs> Uncalled for. <laughs> um, where was I, though? Hang on one You sec. sound surprised. No, okay, yeah, that's right. They go outside, and literally, there's a big-ass flash of light. And let me see, I'm pretty sure I took a picture. Not of the flash of light, that would be unpleasant to look at. Uh, but Sephiroth is here, and they're like, Whoa! <laughs> And this game thinks that they can get away with Donald just going, ah, it's Sephiroth. Hello, Seffy. And with the one wing out. Yeah. Yeah, no, Donald goes, Sora, it's Sephiroth. And it's like, why do you, Gabe, why do you it. think that you can keep saying these things? Um, Merchandising? I mean, yeah. Not, not wrong. It is. 
Uh, I mean, it is Disney. Sora, and uh, not Sora, Sephiroth asks where Cloud is, to which they're like, why? <laughs> and basically, basically, he says, you know, don't worry, we'll find er, we'll find each other eventually. Eventually, no, that's right. Um, they say that like Cloud said something about like Sephiroth being all of the darkness inside him, and he's like, oh, did Cloud tell you that? Well, then that means that he's finally accepted it. And they're like, buh? And Sephiroth says that Cloud hungers for darkness and teleports away. He's like, don't worry, we'll find each other because Cloud hungers for darkness. And then he's just fucking gone. And it's like, thanks for whatever that was. And then as a final mix edition, hang on one sec because I forgot to mark this in my notes as a final mix thing, even though that doesn't really matter. We uh, get a shot of Yunariku and Pain like flying out of a hole in the wall. And Sora, Donald, and Goofy awkwardly going, hey, look, there's a hole in the wall. And sure enough, there's a hole in the wall. Um, this is not something that we'll talk about in our uh, in podcast because uh, it's entirely, it's not actually part of the story. This is an addition that was added in Final Mix. This is an area called the Cavern of Remembrance. Uh, basically, one, super tough heartless in here. Um they're all technically considered new Heartless, but they're all basically just reskins and stronger versions of existing Heartless, so there's that, I guess. Um, you need to have all of your drive forms maxed out in order to fully explore this place, because there will be uh-huh. like one area that is specifically wanting you to jump really high, and you can only do that if you have high jump maxed out. There's an area where you have to dash across a gap, and you're it's long enough that you can only dash that far if you've got uh, wisdom form maxed out. There's one part that actually was annoying to figure to try to figure out, but then once I did get it figured out, I liked to just redo it a bunch of times because it was kind of fun. Uh, but where you have to jump, let yourself fall a little bit, and then do an aerial dodge double jump thing under slash around a set of pipes to reach a different platform. And you can mm-hmm. you can only do that if you've got... Uh, you because basically leveling that up like makes it so that the second jump like lets you go a little bit further so you can only actually manage that if you've got master form uh, maxed all the way out there is actually one last drive form that we'll get later on this doesn't do anything for um for limit form which is sort of annoying because they're both added in for final mix so it's like i feel like you could have but you chose not to whatever uh fine we'll just deal with that it also, if I remember right, I don't think technically includes anything for uh, the last drive form that you get, because that one is, like, semi-optional. Um, you can technically beat the game without actually getting that one, but it gives you glide. And what is kind of funny is the uh, the area where it wants you to do the uh, the double jump. If you time it right, you can also just glide instead. <laughs> Which I think is actually how I did that before realizing that I had to, it wanted me to double jump. So I was like, oh, well, never mind. Uh, but uh, basically, the, the the thing that this is here for is um, you can unlock data fights with all of the, or, uh, the members of Organization 13. Um, that Cavern of Remembrance takes you to the place that, like, has that set up. Um, if you beat all of the... Uh, all of the data fights that's basically part of what goes into you like 
unlocking or like 100%ing the game and unlocking the like hidden bonus cutscene at the end that we're just going to watch because obviously. Uh, right. Yeah. And uh, there are also a lot of like really rare synthesis materials in there. Uh, like I said, the heartless are super strong. So if you're looking for a challenge, definitely spend some time in there. It's overall kind of fun, but does not matter to this. This is the last time I'm really going to talk about it. And again, that was just because of its awkward ass intro that they gave it. Um, what is actually happening? Uh, yeah, no, now it gets really cool, uh, because we get shots of, like, everybody trying to fight a ding-dang army of Heartless that are flooding out of what used to be Maleficent's castle, uh, back in the first game. And actually, I think it's technically where she's still hiding right now. Um, yeah, it's wild. Uh, we get, hang on, let me, actually, hang on, I'm gonna... Try and post these all in once if I can. There we go. Uh, that one, that one, that one, that one, and those two. Not delete. Are you having difficulty again? I pressed the wrong button. There it goes. Okay, good. I wasn't sure if it would post all six of them at once. Um, so yeah, we we get a shot of like Yuffie, uh, trying to fight some of them and getting tired and falling down, and then Aerith using Cure and the two of them and like helping her get back up the two of them kind of running off we get shots of stitch just blasting away with his little alien guns because he's a very good boy um we get he's a good boy yeah did it not hang on a second (sighs) one of these didn't post hang on so these are these are going to be slightly out of order uh there we go we get um a shot of pain like luring one of the heartless over to a cliff and then hopping around behind him as yuna and riku fly in and just double kick him off of the off of the ledge which i i have to assume kills it i don't know (laughs) we'll just say it yeah uh then in the midst of all of it um cloud and sephiroth find each other they square up and have themselves a good old conversation instead of a fight which is hilarious um (laughs) Uh, da, 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 da. hang on. Okay, yeah, there we go. Uh, basically, Cloud is like telling him, you know, we're come on, man. Let's settle this. Uh, let's settle this once and for all. I'm finally gonna get rid of you, and when I do, all of my darkness will go away. And Sephiroth is like, "Are you sure about that? Your darkness comes from your own dark memories." And he says some. I forgot the exact wording, but basically, um, he tells Cloud, like, you turn from the present and live in the past because the light of the present is too much for you. And Cloud's like, nuh-uh. But then Tifa runs up from off screen and Cloud tries to look at her, but there's a glare of light and he has to, like, sh- like shelter his eyes. He's like, ah, never mind. <laughs> so it's like, you know, maybe, yes. Maybe what Sephiroth said is actually correct. <laughs> Who's to say? <laughs> um, Why do I have a of donald winking hang on a sec oh that's right okay uh basically like this is all framed as like sword all and goofy are like somehow watching all of these things happen because they ran up to look over or look off of a ledge uh mickey catches up with them and tells them okay everyone here they can take care of all of this you've got friends that out there that you still got to go look for so donald goofy i want you to take him to the guppy ship get off world and keep looking for Riku and Kairi. That's what you guys need to be doing. And Sora obviously does not want to do that. He wants to stay and help fight. Donald and Goofy like pretend to scold him 
and act like they're dragging him along, but they really don't. Um, Donald winks. He he winks at Sora. I feel like this is going to end up being a, an emoji in here, but I'm not quite sure uh, what I want it to be. I'm also not super sure if I'm uh, comfortable with that, but probably going to happen. Um, basically, though, uh, like, so yeah, they pretend to, like, take him back, and then Sora just immediately runs past Mickey and jumps off of, like, not that it's a huge cliff, but, like, it's a good few feet high, so, like, jumping off of it, it's not like you're about to turn around and come back anytime soon. Uh, but he, so he dashes past Mickey and, like, keeps on going, and Mickey's just like, ah, of course. Uh, then we take a break from everything that's going on for a final mix edition that is just just buck wild uh what goes on with this one we see a dude in an organization cloak uh walk into the computer room for whatever reason it decides to show this from the pov of a security camera which this guy then blasts so like it then just cuts into the room regular style so i don't really know why it did that but okay um uh he loads a disc into anson's computer and then goes out into, like, that super tall room that I showed you. And the floor slides open uh, to reveal space underneath. Uh, yeah, there we go. Uh, that is just a giant-ass spiral walkway. Um, literally, it takes him so long to walk down it that we actually just fade out and cut to him, or to this dude being, like, down on the floor. It going into a hallway of mystery um there wasn't it goes kind of quick so like i wasn't able to get any good shots of any of these doors but basically it's like lined with doors that all look like they're chained up uh so i'm sure that doesn't mean anything um come to think of it so far we haven't come back to that but i'm sure we will at some point in the series uh then he goes into this sinister ass looking room um, we will eventually find out that this is called the Chamber of Repose. Um, he sits down in his thinking chair, and we finally find out who this is because he talks for once. Uh, this is the voice of their leader, who I forget if we've gotten his name yet. Have I said? Have I told you the leader's name yet? Mm, no. Okay. Okay. Couldn't remember. I know we. I know we get to it. I just couldn't remember if we had before uh, we get his face reveal or not. Uh, anyway, um, he is looking at something on the other end of the room, and he says, it's been far too long, friend. And friend is in quotes, and this is what he's talking to. Oh my. That is a dismantled suit of armor with a keyblade. Yeah. So, you know, take that in while I get a drink real quick. Um, so anyway, we cut from that to, um... I, I'm not sure if these are supposed to be the same cutscene or if this is literally just two Final Mix cutscenes back to back. I didn't take any pictures for this one because it does not matter on uh, this one. This one's all just conversation. Um, we see Zexion or Zexion, uh, the one with the like blue hair that went over part of his face. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We see him like walking around what obviously must be a section of Organization 13's base. Uh, Vexen runs up saying that he's looking for Zimnus, and uh, Zexion says that he is in the Chamber of Repose. This is where we get the name drop for that area. Um, 
then another dude whose name I'm not allowed to say for this cutscene, and he has his hood up because we haven't actually gotten to him in the main story. Uh, he's the guy that I said was the more chill dude. Uh, runs up to Zexion, and Zexion says uh, that this guy shouldn't bother him because he's supposed to be out looking for new recruits. Uh, chill dude mm-hmm. says, hey, I found us at number 11 just yesterday. Mar something. And proceeds to ask Zexion about the Chamber of Repose. Um, you know, like, hey, you know, the Chamber of Repose, pretty weird shit, right? What do you think is going on in there? What do you think Zimnis is doing whenever he holds himself up in there? Definitely sounds like he's talking to someone. What's all that about? And Zexion's like, dude, I don't fucking care. I'm trying not to pry into people's business. Let me get back to my work. <laughs> but this dude says no. Uh, he talks about it wasn't that all that long ago when a bunch of Keyblade builders showed up and got and got into a, a big spectacular fight. And at the end of it, there was just one man lying on the ground without any of his memories. And around that same time, weirdly enough, Ansem found Zimnus, er, I'm sorry, Xehanort, and took him in. And the the character says Zimnus. I'm sorry, actually, I mean Xehanort. Uh, Julie's texting me that I'm too loud. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there there was a fight between Keyblade Wilders at some point. They found a dude was left behind who had no memories. This is when Z- this is when uh, possibly Z- uh, Zenness or Zaynort is currently unclear uh, came to be part of the group. Um, he also goes on to talk about the Chamber of Repose itself, uh, basically saying that the reason for all of the the chain motif that you saw down there, uh, that area is where they used to research the darkness in people's hearts, and um, but then Ansem told them to stop all of that. But then once they had gotten rid of Ansem, uh, Zimnus undid or unlocked it, and now he shuts himself up in there, and it definitely sounds like he's talking to someone. That's really weird, huh, Zexion? What do you think about that? And Zexion is still just like, please leave me alone. I want to get back to my work. I don't care what he's doing in there. And um, he basically, I think, in, <laughs> I think using this as an excuse to try to get away from this guy uh, basically says that they still need to finish pl- uh, preparations on the new facility. And uh, the other guy's like, new facility? Oh, yeah, that's right. You mean Castle Oblivion. We're just name-dropping all kinds of shit in this cutscene. <laughs> um, and he says, oh, by the way, there's something that Zimnus didn't tell us about uh, Castle Oblivion. The Chamber of Repose that I was just talking about, uh, it's actually part of a pair. There's another place called the Chamber of Waking. Isn't that interesting? Huh? Hey, I'm not going to directly say that he's wanting to try, or that that's why he's sending people to Castle Oblivion is that he wants to try to find it, but I'm pretty sure it's somewhere in Castle Oblivion. Isn't that interesting? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. A lot of just saying. And he has a feeling that uh, Zimnus's other friend will be in the Chamber of Waking whenever they find that. And Zexion literally does not care. He just wants to go back to his work. Please leave me alone, sir. (laughs) And then the cutscene ends, so I have to assume that Zexion was able to go about his day. Um, So all of that happens. Big-ass fucking info dump. Holy shit. Um, Instead, it's also just time for us to fight Dimmix. 
Um, Sora, Donald, and Goofy are running along, and literally he just shows up like, hey, you guys are looking lively. And they're like, leave us alone. <laughs> uh, whew. Hang on. When did... Oh, Lord, the mullet. I, I love this guy so much. He's such a piece... He's, he's such a little piece of shit. I, I love him. Um, oh, goodness. Okay. Uh, but yeah, basically, they're like, hey, get a, get the hell out of our way. Didn't we already fight you once? And he's like, oh, man, I told them they were sending the wrong guy. And Sora Donald and Goofy are like, what's this guy talking about? And um, Goofy's like, remember, Sora, they're nobodies. And Sora's like, oh, right, no hearts. And Demonstrative says, oh, we do, too, have hearts. Don't be mad. And it's like, huh? <laughs> to which Donald says, you can't trick us. <laughs> and my, my boy takes himself a couple of seconds to get serious. And then he turns himself back around. And I'm waiting on this picture to load. Come on. Come on, you can do it. I believe in you. Fine, fuck it. I'll do it this way. Where was it? Where was it? There it is. Come on. See? There it goes. I don't know why I post better from uh, from my photo album than actually in Discord, but fucking whatever. Um, but yeah, he gets all serious, and he turns around going, silence, traitor. He's posing like a BTS or like a K-pop idol. <laughs> I know. Um, he summons, he holds his hand up and basically summons like a big-ass dome of water that condenses down into his sitar. Let me show you his nice. battle pose because it sure is something. And there he looks like he's about to start shredding on a guitar. <laughs> it's so good. Um, but this is this is basically a repeat of his fight in um, oh fuck in uh, the underworld at Olympus Coliseum. It's, it's bigger because now he's actually a, being a boss. Um, obviously they, they fight him and they win and oh. Uh, my sweet, beautiful child, my glorious piece of shit here. Oh, uh, one sec. Let me see if I can get these to all post at once. And the timer just went off, just to let you know. Oh, cool. Um, so actually, oh, really? The timer just went off. Uh, yeah. We're almost at the big thing that I was telling you about, or that I was, I guess, hinting toward. Like how close? Like literally, the next thing that's about to happen. You know what? Fine. Okay, well, we'll do that, and I get my wish because I get to leave you at, at this thing happening. Oh my god, it's oh so god. good. Um, oh, first off, there's um, my precious, beautiful son, Dimix, dying. <laughs> he literally, like, drops his sitar. It, like, fizzes into a bunch of bubbles. He grabs his head and just goes, no way! All of these things posted out of order. Why did these post out of order? Anyway, then he starts, like, fading into all of these little black flecks and then just explodes in a pillar of light. Like, this is he fucking... Explodes? Yeah, like, he... Exp that, that second picture there, that's the explosion, that's supposed to be the last one. He blows up. Like, it's... Like, he's an angel from Evangelion. Oh, um... The last for York. Uh, but anyway, this is where, uh, this is where Michael catches up to them. Oh, no, um, after he explodes, Sora is, like, super pissed, and he just shouts into the sky, anyone from the organization who would like to be next? And Goofy's like, Sora, maybe we shouldn't talk them. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, um. You're not calling happy fun ball. Uh, uh, Michael Mouse catches up and for, like, a second tries to act all stern and angry. Uh, one second. There we go. 
Oh, fuck off, Mickey. I don't see you doing shit. <laughs> no, he, str- he gets that mad face for like a second and then just goes, we sure have a whole bunch of friends we need to help. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I know. And they're like, oh, you're going to be on our side? And he's like, yeah, come on. We, we got to all pull together so we can make sure to help everybody. And I'm going to... I'm going to send you a video real quick in Messenger of the next... Is this one that I need to watch? Do what? Is this the one I need to watch? Yeah. Let me make sure I'm sending you the right link. Hang on. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Uh, I almost went back over into Google Docs instead of Facebook Messenger. Hang on. The cat is glaring at me over the top of the box. Like, why are you here? Okay. So, yeah. Go ahead and watch that. Um, In the actual finished recording of this... I will do like a little sound transition to skip that chunk of time and then we'll come back with your reaction. In the meantime, I'll go ahead and post screenshots into the Discord. All right, and I will go ahead and watch. You want me to watch now, right? Yeah, go ahead. Steven, why is it titled Goofy's Death? I don't know. Why is it titled Goofy's Death? Okay, it's done. Okay. Oh my god, they killed Goofy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. You- okay so there's that Uh, yeah so um basically mickey showed up told them you know we got a lot of friends to help we better all pull together literally in the background of that shot we have uh one of those surveillance robots trying to blast at a dusk i think that's a dusk yeah and the explosion causes a giant rock to shoot over to where it would have i guess smushed mickey Goofy knocks him out of the way and takes a boulder to the face and gets tossed back to or up against the wall. Do what? Skull first, by the way. Rams into the wall. Skull first. Yeah, gets tossed back into the wall. Skull first and does not get up. Donald and Sora immediately run to his side. They're trying to tell him to get up. In the English version of this game, we have a line that has haunted me for a million years. Because Donald says, Goofy, I'm sorry about the ice cream. And I don't know what that means. <laughs> as near as we, <laughs> really mean thought. As, as near as anyone can guess, um, it may have been referenced. He probably ate Goofy's ice cream. Do what? He probably ate Goofy's ice cream. Well, like, there is going to be a scene involving ice cream at the end of all of this Hollow Bastion stuff. So, like, people figure maybe those two scenes end up uh, being in reverse order at some point but what i was able to find literally today as i was looking around for stuff um i found a reddit or not a reddit thread a thread on i don't even know some chat forum or another uh where someone pointed out that it might actually just be a mistranslation or maybe even a re- or uh, realistically i guess a rewrite in the japanese version of the game what Donald says is, Goofy, there's food. So, like, he's trying to get Goofy to get up by saying, hey, there's food, come on. <laughs> and somehow, in the localization process, that became, I'm sorry about the ice cream, and I don't know. <laughs> All I know is I had a really mean thought when I was watching that. Oh, no. Why are you thinking mean when Goofy, When Goofy was being blasted back into the wall, they should have had him do the Goofy yell. <laughs> Actually, that would have been hilarious is the thing. Right? I mean, I can see that's probably why they didn't do that, but... <laughs> I mean, come on, you can't watch that scene and not hear it. But yeah, um, so, like, Donald drapes himself over Goofy in mourning. Sora is punching the ground because he doesn't know what else to do. 
Mickey Mouse says the absolutely buck wild line of they'll pay for this and then throws off the organization cloak that he's been wearing and uh, like summons his keyblade and just runs off. Donald similarly starts making angry duck noises and takes off. Sora looks down at Goofy one last time and he also runs off. So all three of them are officially jumping into the fray to help fight this stupid big army of Heartless that has come out. And once the cutscene ends, you actually get basically the RPG uh, mechanic version of confirming that a character is dead by saying that they have permanently left the party and that all of their shit has been put back into the general inventory. (laughs) I am so happy that I get to leave you here for two weeks and that we actually ended up not having time for the whole thing. Because there is... There is kind of a fair amount uh, left to cover. Let me just make sure. Yeah, no, there's like, there's a fair amount. We would be here for a good little bit longer. Um, (laughs) So I'm so happy it worked out like this. Um, Oh, goodness. So that, I guess, is where we will leave it. Goofy's dead um, from a, from a summary video that you would not be allowed to watch because it has, covers the whole series up to just before kingdom hearts three hangus bunger you're six feet under (laughs) yeah yeah it oh my god um i will say um well first off before we get into the questions do you think this death and this death sticks what do you think is happening oh hell no it's not gonna stick. yeah exactly i didn't figure but it's funny to just let you stew here like what's going on um When I was a kid, I will say, for like a minute, I believed this. I was like, oh, shit, they really killed Goofy. But, you know, in fairness, that's because we didn't have the whole rest of the series. I'm sure you have seen just pictures and shit by now that basically also confirms that Goofy's in later games. Plus, like I said, just knowing more about tropes and whatnot. But Disney's not going to kill Goofy. Yeah, no, they would never allow that. <laughs> okay, so hopping over into questions, though. Uh, <laughs> I've got you saying that I, I was making you do a concern, which is fair. We have Veer yep. asking, what if Tron is actually Egg from Nutcracker of the Four Realms? You're going to stop doing this at some point. Um, here we go. Okay, so skipping that question because the appropriate response is what I already commented, not even commented, is the reaction that I gave in the thread, which is just hitting him with yep. the Eddie Murphy getting cucked face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, next question though. Do you think that Stitch crash landed on Hollow Bastion or was he just on vacation? Me having played all of the other games, I actually know something from the prequels that points to why he might be here. So this is more for you. Why do you think Stitch is in Hollow Bastion? I say just knowing Lilo and Stitch, he totally crashed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it sort of takes me off a little bit because uh, the prequel game, Birth by Sleep, that is set like 10 years in the past, that actually mm-hmm. has a Lilo and Stitch level, but it's just the beginning of the movie. When they're on the ship with all of the aliens and the Grand Council woman and whatnot, and then Stitch escapes and the red one. So basically, the implication is that instead of going to Earth and meeting Lilo in this universe, 
he crashed on Hollow Bastion and has just been hanging out. Yeah. Or at least that's my interpretation of the events. It is also entirely I mean, possible that he did go and meet Lilo and still ended up there some other way. But yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, since we didn't actually go past it, uh, technically I guess I should save this for later, but like, you're you're an adult. You know Goofy's not really dead. Uh, so right. <laughs> Veer's next... Well, I don't know about the adult part, but yeah. Well, so Veer's next question is, how would you have felt if Goofy actually died and Mickey or one of the Final Fantasy characters took his place in the party? <laughs> and I'm... Uh... I would have to gouge my eardrums out with ice picks because I can only listen to Mickey's voice for so long before I start getting ragey. <laughs> I don't know why. Just I cannot listen to his voice for long without getting really aggravated. Like if they if they forced him to be part of the, the main trio and it was Mickey, Sora, and Donald, that would be I would pro- that would be wild. I'd probably never play the rest of the games. <laughs> Oh man, especially with him. especially because now we would have two Keyblade users. Like when we see right. more of Mickey in action, he definitely seems to favor magic more than Sora, like canonically does. So there's that. They would still be a little bit different in the way that they use their Keyblades. I feel like Mickey would be a spotlight hog. Also, that <laughs> like I don't see him playing second fiddle. No, e- even if it's unintentional and it's just the bad guys focusing on him more, right. Oh my god, that would be... One of the Final Fantasy characters, I I think it'd be kind of funny to have Cloud go along just because then Sora and Donald, and then you just have Cloud putting up all of their shit. (laughs) Oh my god, that would actually be great. Them dragging him through something, trying to force him to be happy. That I would love to see. Like, oh god, dragging Cloud to Hundred Acre Woods. (gasps) Yes. Actually, yes, let's do that. Um... (laughs) That I would love. He lives here. He's on Hollow Bastion. Uh, Merlin's got the book. We can just say that it happens. Right. Uh, Put him and Eeyore together. Let them both brood Oh together. my god, yes. Angry brooding versus sad brooding. Who wins? Yes. Okay. Uh, moving over to Flutterdark. Uh, he had a good few questions. Uh, let me see. Okay, yeah. Um, given all of the other locks that we see in this game, why can't the Keyblade just open the door to dark uh, the DTD? Like, why did they have to do all of this whole thing about getting a password and unlocking it and letting it load? Like, couldn't Sword just just boop? And I'm gonna because plot development. One, yeah, plot development. But two, I'm gonna say that he probably would have if he had known a damn thing about computers. I'm gonna say that probably would have worked. He's still a kid. <laughs> Sora just straight up does not know anything about computers. Uh, like, did they even have computers on Destiny Island? Like, can we blame him? Ah, uh, I would. I will say they probably did at the very least at like school. I would say probably. But it's a school computer, so he wouldn't have been able to like poke around on it a lot. Exactly. Plus, it would have been, like, um, cool stuff. Plus, minor spoiler for Kingdom Hearts three: they introduce a smartphone into this into the mix. And even nice. that is enough that Sora is just completely baffled. He does not understand what this is. <laughs> he straight up says to some to someone else in a conversation, I can't computer. So, yeah, no, this boy is much more better at running around and hitting things and getting into stuff. I mean, valid. Yeah, no, that's super fair. Uh, what do you think was on screen while we were logging into the DTD to, uh, to find... Oh, wait, we skipped, we skipped one. You skipped, you skipped one. Oh, wait, crap, did I? Oh, how good would you be at the light cycle? I never learned how to ride a bike, so not good, probably. 
Neither did I, and the last time I tried to ride rollerblades, which was when I first moved to my current state, that's when I turned my left wrist into a zigzag, so I'm going to say I would not be very <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, no, we'd we we we'd be the idiots that like crash into our own light trail somehow. Or crash into each other. Or each other, yeah. There we go. Yeah, we, we would totally, we would wipe each other out. Yeah, we 100% would. That's exactly what would happen. Uh, what do you think was on the screen while we were uh, logging into the DTD and fighting Heartless? Because, you know, you're focusing on Heartless and you don't actually get to look at it. I'm going to say it's just a big uh-huh. cartoony loading bar. Just doot, doot, doot. <laughs> just cause... I would say it would be the it would be the system itself, like MST3King the fight. Ah, there we go. <laughs> like critiquing it. That would be funny, actually. Um, uh, I had... I had Mystery Science Theater on the brain because I found out that Joel from Mystery Science Theater actually was a character on Steven Universe. Who did he play? Mayor Dewey. Oh, okay, okay. For some reason, I was thinking I had heard that about Greg, and I was like, that's no, wait, that doesn't sound right. Okay, that makes more no, sense. No, Mayor, De- Mayor Dewey is Joel. Nice. Yeah. That's great. But that's why I have MST3K in my head. That's so fair. that's, yeah, the system would be totally critiquing our fight. That's actually really funny. Um... What other childhood character? Well, that's what we do. Do what? <laughs> Let's be honest, that's what we do anyway. I mean, yeah, that's what this is for. Um, what other childhood character could reach the same meme potential as Mickey talking about the door to darkness? Uh, part of me wants to, just in terms of like uh, franchise uh, symbolism and fame, wants to say Bugs Bunny. But I feel like that would actually be more believable than Mickey, him talking about yeah. the door to darkness. Um with Stitch's voice, I feel like there'd be some good memes making fun of that if he were walking up and talking about the door to darkness. Uh, or I could see Cusco because he would break the fourth wall doing yeah, it. True. Uh, but like other characters like Mickey that are like mascots and shit. Um, yeah. Um, because like that's that's why it's weird. It's like this is the the little Disney I mouse guess- guy talking about the door to darkness. I guess maybe Yen Sid, because he could bring, like, the dramatic... He could actually look dramatic doing it. Oh my god, that's also true. Uh, Yen Sid needs more screen time in this series. He's really good. Right. Um, I don't know enough franchise mascots off the top of my head. I'm gonna say Count Chocula. That would probably be fun. Well, are we doing, like, Disney franchise or just franchise in general? I think just in general. Like, other characters that are more or less, like, on Mickey's level. The Burger King. <laughs> Wait, can he talk? He can gesture. <laughs> he learns ASL signs. Hey, did someone say something about the door to darkness? Or he just holds up cue cards. Ah, there we go. You remember that whole ad campaign that was him literally sneaking into the McDonald's corporate office to steal a recipe for their breakfast sandwiches or some shit? I know that's what made me think of it. That was fuck. That was forever ago. I think the Xbox 360 was still new. We're old, Steven. I hate it. This sucks. I know. Uh, Okay, this one's actually a very good question, and I love it. Given that the organization can teleport, why walk down that entire spiral pathway? And, I mean... Drama. Yeah, exactly. Is there a single member of this group that is not just a complete bitch for drama? No. Actually, I I take that back. Maybe Zexion. No. No. Actually, no, that's true. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah it's for the drama yeah literally drama he could teleport or Zimnus could teleport down to the bottom but he chooses not to the organization is full of drama club kids it super is though um what was what's his last question 
How would you revive? Oh, there's two extra. Do what? I said he's got two two more questions. Okay, yeah. One of these though is is something we didn't get to. So just the first one. Uh, how would you okay. revive Goofy if he actually did die? I don't. Do we have to? Hey, now. <laughs> I feel sorry. I feel like uh, you could probably bring Max over and like their father son bond would wake him up or something. Tinkerbell. Actually, that would also probably work. <laughs> or just... or technically, if you still had if. Well, if you could get them to come over to your side or to help, if you got Yuna, Riku, and Pain, they would have, like, a phoenix down. Ah, uh, that's a good point. Um, that's kind of fantasy. Honestly, I feel like you could also just toss him off of something, and the power of comedy would wake him up so that he could do the scream. That's true. Or if you're going to go by power of comedy, like, bring out, like, a pie or something ah! where it does, like, the smoke, you know, the smell of it going over to his nose with the little hand. Basically what the Japanese version of Donald was trying to do. Yeah, pretty much. The thing is, I feel like that would also work, though. So, yeah, there we go. Oh, oh, okay. Actually, speaking of characters that are driven by food, I I just thought of someone else who would be good in terms of, like, listening to them try to talk about the door to darkness and just how meme-worthy that would be. Scooby-Doo. Oh, who? Yes. (laughs) That would be entertaining. Did somebody say something about the door to darkness? (laughs) <laughs> there we go that's my final answer on that. uh casey i'm sorry we did not get to your question or not the one that she spoiler tagged anyway uh what yeah not the first one. what video game would you put as the basis for your whole town security system this is more for like the next time we come back to to hollow bastion because we're kind of done with space paranoids for now um but when we come back to hollow bastion later on it does turn out that that world is tied into, like, the security system for Hall of Bastion. So, I mean, minor spoiler ahead, I guess, there. Um, what video game would you use as the basis of your security system? Uh, Tetris. <laughs> Island Hill. Oh, my God, that works, too. I was going to say, like, you got to, like, get to a certain score or something to, like, unlock the security system. <laughs> I mean, also with Tetris, Tetris, you could have, you know, blocks falling down to, like, form a <gasps> barrier or a wall, but... Oh, my God. Wait, no. Did you ever play Jez Ball? No. Ooh, hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on. And I'm getting this idea mostly from uh, another podcast that I listened to because um, it's it's that Dungeons and Daddies one that I told you about where they're, like, just oh, four regular right. dads that got sucked into the Forgotten Realms. Uh, one of them was trying to put up, like, a barrier spell, and they literally just had him play Jez Ball on a computer real quick to, like, see how he would be able to arrange that around whatever it was they were trying to fight. Uh, one sec, one sec. The, okay, yeah, so here we go. Jezball. And I'm just going to send a picture of this to you in, like, uh, just the Facebook chat. Hang on. Where did I put Not Google Docs. Go away. There we go. So, yeah, Jezball, what it is, is, like, you've got just this big gray area. Uh, the further into it you go, they'll add more balls and they'll bounce around faster, blah, blah, blah. You start off with... Uh, one, the picture the picture I sent you has got two. Um, and uh, you'll just put your pointer down in the spot and click, and it will, like, literally just shoot a line going all the way across. And once it does, it'll, like, cut off whatever is on the other side of it. So you're trying to cut the area down as small as you can uh, without actually having the ball run into your line because that kind of acts as, like, you for the sake of it. So that is what my security would be. You would have these little nodes bouncing around, and you would have to jezball them into their own little areas. There we go. 
that's what it would be. I feel like I'm probably the only person that has or that will know what that reference is. Um, nice. Casey's last question. Mine Sil- what? Mine is Silent Hill. There you go. You mess with my stuff, I am going to totally wreck your psyche. That also works. <laughs> going in two opposite ways. Um, with yours, at least, you know, you might get, you might, you can dodge lasers. Let's see you fucking get away from your deepest, darkest secrets and fears. I know, right? <laughs> that shit's gonna follow you. There we go. Uh, I don't like people touching the shit, okay? Casey's last question and our last question for the night. Why is the MCP so big? I hate looking at him. And Oh, read the, read what the question actually says. I thought that is what it said. Hang on, I moved over into the answer. Why is the MCP so fucking wide? I hate looking at that him. That was it. So fucking wide. Not so not so big. Yeah, that's it. Why is he so fucking wide? She you had to do it. You had to do it justice. Come on. Um, the, the only thing that I can say is that the 80s were a different time. <laughs> because Tron came out in 1982. So... TKC, there was a thing way back then where desktop computers... Uh, were for computers in general were really fucking big. Yeah, <sighs> we're talking like a computer that could take up an entire room. And this was basically just supposed to be like that represented as a face, right? <sighs> the MCP is wild, man. Uh, I gotta watch Tron <laughs> again. It's on Disney Plus, I'm pretty sure. So that means it's probably on the list, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Huh? Hang on, before I forget. End of Reverse Rebirth 21. Not mm-hmm. 31, 21. Come on, fingers. There we go. <laughs> we ain't nowhere near 31. Yeah. Okay, so getting over to plugs. Uh, if you want to do yours while I get uh, Nero's stuff pulled up to plug for them. Actually, never mind. In the time it took me to say that, I got it pulled up. So if you want, you can go first or I can do Nero first. Uh, go ahead and plug Nero, it's cool. Okay, cool. So yeah, starting off with Nero, since they are not on these episodes, you can find them at uh, Dragon Smoocher. Uh, they have got a Transformers podcast called Prime Cuts. You can find that at Prime Cuts Pod. Uh, I'm still listening to the Shira podcast. Chirped uh, uh, over my words, the podcast of power. You can find that one at Podcast of Power. The podcast itself has ended, but like I said, I'm still listening to it because I'm behind. Dang, it didn't have enough air uh, because I'm behind. Um, they will be doing a Final Fantasy 14 recap podcast with uh, Jane, the other person that was on that Shira podcast. Having never played Final Fantasy 14 and having decided this is going to be the only way that I consume that, I am looking forward to it. I still say you should play. I mean, fair, but like, nah. <laughs> I, you I, totally should. I think I feel like it would be funnier if this is the only way that I consume it. That's also what I'm doing for Gundam. I'm only consuming Gundam through a podcast through a Gundam podcast. I'm still not going to stop telling you you need to play That's it. That's also fair. Um. <laughs> so anyway, go ahead and do yours so I can stop talking for a minute. <sighs> wow, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at z minus eighty seven. You can also find me on Kingdom Hearts off weeks on the normal Disney minus podcast along with Steven and Nero, where we are doing Nero's pick. I believe it was Herbie Rides Again. Yes, Herbie Rides Again is the next one that we are doing. Um, this should go up the day that that records. Yep. And then Steven. And then I am on Twitter at Marshmallow. It's spelled like Marshmallow, but it has my last name in it. You can also find me at dad underscore tastic, where I will eventually get back to posting dad jokes on a regular basis. I've been sending you dad jokes at work. I know. 
I always pass out on the couch, especially this week because I've been all COVID-y. I mean, fair. That's actually fair. I gotta I gotta make an announcement in the Discord tomorrow. Um, this uh, this week's episode is also gonna go up a day late because I just straight up was not able to get to editing, and I am so sorry. Especially since the last two episodes were also late. I'm not making this a thing. I promise. Although, in his defense, this was his first day back at work. Yeah, also as that. well, and it was another shitty Saturday. <laughs> um. So yeah. So there's that. Uh, next time on uh, Disney Minus Reverse Rebirth, we will find out how Goofy gets out of this one and also whatever else is going on. And there's not going to be enough Hollow Bastion stuff to fill up a full episode, so we will officially have started round two of all the different worlds. So Hey, oh, so wait, next, so next episode we're probably going to start round two? Yeah. Um, I'll, have to, I'll have to let Haley know. She was wanting to know if we knew when we were going to be doing that. Yeah. Um, looking at the playlist, I think the next video that comes up that I got to watch is uh, going to be doing part two of Mulan and Beauty and the Beast because the second story for all of them is like shorter. So they're quicker to go through. Uh, so I don't know which one he does first. I'll obviously know by the time we record that one. But yeah. All right. So yeah, uh, y'all look forward to that. I'm so happy that my wish came true as far as when this episode could end. And uh, I'm already half Kingdom Hearts. <laughs>